eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein, who has a birthday probably by the time you're listening to this show. So make sure you get on Twitter and just pester her all day with love and birthday wishes. Um, Perry, I know the the thing you want to do on your birthday is talk about the NFC North. So good thing. Always. <laughs> Always. Uh, my birthday now, since the new schedule came out, is Super Bowl weekend, which is a very interesting thing. But it also means that I'm going to get to watch a Super Bowl with my dad. And that's always fun. Yeah. So a couple of years, right? You should your birthday should be on Super Bowl Sunday. So hopefully in a couple of years we'll see Jordan Love and the Packers in the Super Bowl at that point. Wow, that would that would that's <laughs> gonna be my thirtieth birthday, actually. So yeah. what better way to start a new decade than watching my team win the Super Bowl? Manifesting. Yeah, but there we go. And we can come back and look at this in a couple of years and see uh, see what happened. But a little bit of Packers news before we talk about the NFC North today. The Packers are expected. It's just about official. The Packers.com website has not released it officially yet, but they'll be hiring Cardinals cornerbacks coach Greg Williams to be their passing game coordinator and cornerbacks coach in Green Bay since Jerry Gray has left for Atlanta. The move makes sense. I think Ryan Downard's still the safeties coach. Um, His room is going to look a lot different, I think, in 2023. But that's a show for another day. Um, But yeah, so Greg Williams likely the only real coaching move that we're seeing right now for this Packers coaching staff since um, Joe Barry is still the the defensive coordinator. Yes, that's true. I don't know if there's going to be a decent amount of um, shuffling. I think we're going to see some very similar um, coaching staff in Green Bay this coming year. I did see that there was a Saints DBs coach that was let go. I'm trying to find his name right now. Yes. Saints assistant secondary coach Corey Robinson, who ran the DB room last season, let his contract expire as a free agent. So I had my eye on him as just like a young assistant. Um, 
he also just coached the senior bowl. So clearly he's kind of a, an up and comer. So if they do decide to make changes, if Greg Williams comes in and wants to bring in some new staff, um, that just was a little note note to me, but yeah. Um, so we've got a little bit of news in the NFC North, which is why we kind of decided to tailor this show around things that are changing across the division. Uh, we know that obviously the Packers are keeping Joe Barry as their defensive coordinator, but the Vikings who had the 28th ranked defense in points against giving up an average of 25 points per game. They moved on from Ed Donatel after their wildcard loss in the playoffs to the New York Giants. And they hired somebody that Perry and I both talked about on this show and very much loved and wanted to see in Green Bay. Because that's, you know, just kind of always the case with Minnesota. Brian Flores taking over as the new defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Perry, what were your initial thoughts? Because mine were not suitable for this program. Yeah, there was an expletive in there, I think. (laughs) Um, This is a great get. I don't know, just like well done by the Vikings. Um, you know, he has head coaching experience. He just worked for the Steelers, who have notoriously one of the best defenses in the league. Got his foot back in the door after the Dolphins did him dirty. And he's going to bring, basically, it's going to be a complete 180 in Minnesota when it comes to the kind of defense that's getting called. Um, Ed Donatel, I think, was notoriously fairly passive, um, and Brian Flores is notoriously very aggressive. So we're going to see some new things. Now, we're going to go through the free agents, but um, this defense personnel-wise is going to look a little bit different. I also would expect there to be some reshuffling in like position coaches if Brian Flores wants to bring in his own guys. So all in all, this side of the ball for the Vikings is just going to be getting a new – it's getting a facelift, a facelift this offseason. I agree. And I think that's kind of one of the head scratchers about this Vikings team is that they had the pieces it felt like on the defensive side of the ball to be successful, but they weren't having that kind of productivity, which is eerily similar again to the Packers team that we're talking about. That's loaded with talent on paper, doesn't execute on the field. So Brian Flores, I think is going to come in and just completely change the dynamic of that defense. So something I'd be really excited about as an NFL fan, not something that I'm loving as a Packers fan that's going to have to go against this defense twice a year because I think in a couple of years, obviously, we'll see Brian Flores again as a head coaching candidate. So a really good get for the Vikings to have that knowledge on the defensive side of the ball because, like we said, they've got the pieces, but now they have to put it together. And I think Flores is the guy that can do that. Definitely. It's a very, very good hire. I'm very mad about it. (laughs) Very upset. But let's talk about... Um, the free agent situation for the Vikings then because they are uh, they have terrible abysmal cap management just like the Packers there's a lot of similarities between these uh, sister states right now they are negative 21 million in cap space and they've got some notable free agents on both sides of the ball they've got on offense Garrett Bradbury their center is a free agent Austin Schlotman their backup center guard is listed Alexander Madison their secondary running back and then Herb Smith who didn't play a lot um, this year due to injuries, but a tight end, you know, was a notable free agent get for them now is back in free agency. So not too many, I guess, like big names really for them. But Dalvin, Tomlinson is, Dalvin Tomlinson is probably the biggest name on there. Um, Patrick Peterson is also a free agent aging corner. He had one of his best seasons. So I don't know if he'd want to come back on like a team friendly deal, but we may be Patrick seeing Patrick Peterson retire. Um, a la like AJ Green uh, this offseason actually started um, both Cardinals. Um, 
you mentioned Garrett, Garrett Bradbury. They also have Greg Joseph, their kicker as yep. a free agent and Chandon Sullivan, a familiar name for the Packers. So a decent amount of potential turnover. And like you said, they don't have the cap space. Um, they're going to have to do what the Packers are likely going to have to do, which is restructure a bunch of guys. Um, and there was also some news in that realm where Dalvin Cook has said he does not want to take a pay cut. He does not want to restructure his deal. And he has a fairly massive cap hit for a running back um, at 14 and change million in the 2023 season. So they're definitely in a bit of a pickle, um, certainly when it comes to the secondary, because that looks like it might be an overhaul and then getting some guys up front. Um, You said you mentioned Irv Smith, and it's actually a name that I think would be great for the Packers um he's probably going to be cheap like you said he's coming off a season where he wasn't able to produce much because he was injured um he's kind of a young talent that just hasn't really found his footing in the nfl yet so i don't know maybe a fresh start in green and gold could be could be the place for him yeah, I think that'd be really interesting because we talked about, you know, what the market looks like for some of these veteran tight ends and whatever happens with Aaron Rodgers, whatever happens with guys like Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tunyon, we know that, you know, kind of this room is going to look a lot different. So I think there will be at least one vet in the room. The Vikings, too, don't have that many draft picks. I was trying to look. I know they'll have some compensatory picks coming, but did a lot of trading and shuffling last season, even, you know, sending late round picks for players like Ross Blacklock. Um really in the season. So a lot of their talent, I think that they'll have going into the season is already on the roster. You know, they'll have their first rounder still. They'll have a second rounder. Actually, they don't have a second rounder. They only have a third rounder. So this roster, I think feels pretty set because this doesn't feel like a team that's going to be able to make a lot of moves in free agency, especially like you said, with a lot of players that aren't really talking about uh, cap friendly uh, deals. <laughs> yeah. So their big move really was their defensive coordinator, hoping that yeah. that change in head co- in coaching um, makes the difference for their existing roster. And Hey, I mean, Kevin O'Connell was a really great change for their offense when they yeah. brought him in with some of these same pieces. So maybe Brian Flores will be that guy, but they are going to have to, I think at least like the secondary and depth, they're going to have to figure out what they're doing. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously Packers, like we said, we'll see this defense two times next season. So going to be interesting to see what happens especially with a lot of the familiar faces that are already on that vikings roster we can move i guess to the lions didn't really have a ton of notable coaching changes more just internal promotions happening in that building they have about 16 million in cap space if we're rounding up um but losing some big names again jamal williams is a free agent after he just broke you know the barry sanders touchdown record in the last game of the season against the packers Justin Jackson, their third string running back, is also a free agent. DJ Chark, one of their wide receivers. Um, But defensively, I think, is where they're going to take some really big hits. You've got Mike Hughes, Alex Anzalone, who's a a really big Dan Campbell guy, Jared Davis, Deshaun Elliott, Isaiah Bugs, Will Harris, who I loved coming out of the draft, John Kaminsky, Amani Oruwarie. Basically, their entire secondary, it feels like, is kind of being blown up. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Well, they luckily have the cap space and the draft capital to fill those holes. So I think what the Lions have been doing the last few years is really setting the groundwork and you can actually see it unfolding positively for them in translating into wins, right? Um, I think the biggest coaching news, I guess, out of the Lions was actually that Ben Johnson decided to stay, right? I think that was like really huge for them, um, especially for this kind of, like we said, young team trying to put the pieces together, setting the foundation. This offense really got rolling this year, but they're looking to be above 500 to finally make the playoffs. So the consistency there, um, I think with Ben Johnson staying is huge for them because he was getting asked um, to come interview for head coaching jobs. So instead of maybe jumping from the OC to the head coach, he decided to stay put, which is just like, I think also just a very, um, I don't know cultural thing that the Lions should should really appreciate, like what they're building culturally and also what's on the field. Um, I also want to note along those lines that they could potentially extend Jared Goff this offseason. Yeah. And I think that will totally depend on how the draft goes if they decide to take a quarterback. But they ended the season now sort of in the middle of the pack, right? Right around where the Packers are picking below where they would want to pick a quarterback or could, right? They would have to trade up. So it's an interesting decision that they're going to have to make, whether they think they Jared Goff has played well enough to warrant that extension. And again, I think him staying with his current OC ties into all of that because um, Ben Johnson got a really great season out of him this past year. But the quarterback position has always been a question mark ever since they made that trade with the Rams. It felt like Goff was going to be a stopgap, but yeah. I don't know anymore if he's going to be right. So that's why kind of what I'm the news, I guess that we should be waiting on. And again, I don't think it'll happen until after the draft. They kind of have to see what they can do, but um I can't see them going out and getting another vet free agent. I think it's going to be draft or extend Goff. Yeah. Or a little bit of both. You know, I don't know if they'll take a quarterback like in the first round, I could see them taking like a third or fourth rounder maybe, but you know, I keep forgetting that the lions, you know, they had to me, I think honestly, my favorite draft class of 2020 that's they were right up there had a really solid class which is easy to do when you're picking as high as you're picking but got really nice pieces it'll be fun to see Williams in his second year in the offense you know Aiden Hutchinson is already a star probably will win defensive rookie of the year or at least you know be talked about favorably as somebody that's a candidate for that but I keep forgetting that they have their second first round pick from the Rams and the Rams gave them a higher pick because of the abysmal season that they had. So right. pick six and pick 18 in the first round. So definitely, like you said, a lot of, you know, if they wanted to think about snagging a quarterback or if they just want to kind of move around, you know, the, the board and see what happens. Definitely the ability they'll have to retool both sides of the ball, which I think is scary because I think this was a Lions team that 
was on the cusp this year we saw and you know they're just a couple pieces away and you give them like you said some more consistency and continuity and they're going to be a dangerous team I think in the NFC North yeah wow okay I forgot about their pick six six is a place where they could grab someone right because not all of those teams on the top five need a quarterback um, there's been, we're going to move on to the bears at some point, but there's been a lot of chatter, right. About what the bears are going to do with that number one pick. Cause they don't need a quarterback. Um, so interesting, very interesting. The lions have posi- positioned themselves really nicely. I think they're in like a really, really good spot. Um, from like cap draft capital, building blocks, coaching staff, like all of the basics that you need. Um, they're, they're on the up as a franchise. Yeah. And I, I mean, we've talked about this before on like pack a day and, you know, on this very show that we always say that the lions are like on the cusp and they never kind of get over the hump. So you don't want to like get too high hopes for them, but this really feels like they're starting to kind of come over the hump. Like they, they're making a lot of progress and, you know, they're not the same old lions that we always joke about, like, you know, being the the kind of bottom feeders of the division. I think it's going to be, you know, Dan Campbell has that team set up for a lot of success, which Again, if you're an NFL fan, this is really exciting. If you're a Packer fan, right now we're listing two teams that are probably going to be better in 2023, which just makes it even harder to, to win the North. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move then, I guess, to a team that we don't know what they'll look like in 2023. There's a lot up in the air for the Bears. Obviously, they hold the number one overall pick in the draft. They could move that. Likely will stick with Justin Fields as their quarterback. So could find a team interested in trading or just take the best player available at number one. They have $98 million in cap space, so they have the ability to do just about anything that they want with the players on their roster and in free agency. And they're not really losing too many key pieces. David Montgomery is a free agent. Remains to be seen what they'll do with him. It's a really good year to need a running back. Um, But they also have had a lot of success with their secondary running back. He's looked really good in his moments. Uh, Riley Reef, the right tackle, is also the only other you know player really on offense that's notable for free agency. And then just a couple pieces on defense, but more uh, stopgap players and not really any big name starters. So. I think if the if the Bears want, they can keep this roster largely together, but I don't think that'll be the case. And I think they're going to bring in a ton of talent, both in the draft and free agency with the capital that they have. They're going to have to. They cannot <laughs> trot out with the same team again. They're going to have to go after weapons. They're going to have to be- beef up the defense. So if they really think that Justin Fields is their next you know, franchise quarterback, then they're going to have to give him like an all-star supporting cast this next season to really determine if that's true. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we saw flashes. I mean, Justin Fields is he, you know, he's got a lot of potential. He was doing some insane things with his legs as well that make him, you know, a threat every time that he's on the field, you know, he's just a, a dynamic quarterback. He's kind of, you know, one of the quarterbacks in the way that this league is transitioning, who's a dual threat instead of just being a pure pocket passer. So I'm getting him some weapons is key. You know, we joked about, 
you know, the, the Packers wide receiving core going into the season, the bears right wide receiving core was obviously in that same conversation <laughs> as, um, not being a great unit, but you know, they, I think they got some production out of their guys, but yeah, definitely nobody had, uh, more than 500 yards as a receiver. Darnell Mooney led the charge playing in 12 games, had 493 yards. Cole Komet finished the season with the most yardage and still only had 544 yards. So I do think though, they have a young nucleus. Like we kind of talked about, you got Justin Fields, you've got Cole Komet, you've got, you know, pieces that you're hoping can emerge. They traded for Chase Claypool. That was a big move for them. Um, Khalil Herbert looks really good. I think he'll be kind of their starting running back. I could see them bringing in a complimentary piece, but if they don't bring back David Montgomery, so really interesting moves happening in Chicago, but again, it feels like that's always the case. They did have the 32nd ranked defense in 2022. So whatever they do, you'd assume that they have to get a little bit better in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. They do have a good young nucleus when you put it like that. Um, there's going to need to be some development, I think. And again, some like bolstering because if anything were to happen to any one of those players, like this team would absolutely fall apart. But I think that if they want to trade out of the first pick, they could get an absolute haul for it oh, yeah. and like really be able to get whoever, whomever they want in the draft or even like package picks for a player like the Eagles did for AJ Brown on draft day. There's a lot of options out there for them. Yeah, I saw a mock earlier that I think I think it was Carolina was sending them their first in this year, next year, and 2025's draft. So they're in a really nice position to not only, you know, get themselves on some right footing in 2023, but to really set themselves up in the next couple draft classes to make an impact as well. And, you know, depending on what, you know, how free agents feel about coming to play in Chicago, I think that's a big thing too, right? You know, Justin Fields is young. He's on a rookie deal. Like, however you feel about the window, there's players to be excited about. You still got Eddie Jackson on defense. I thought Jaquan Brisker had a really nice rookie season. I'm still bitter about that. You're just fresh. <laughs> you love him. <laughs> um, so there's just a lot of things, you know, to be excited about, even though that defense, like we said, going into the season looks so much different now without guys like Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks on the roster. So a lot of turnover happening for the bears, but if you're a bears fan, lots of reasons I think to be excited, knowing that you hold the number one overall pick, you think you have a franchise quarterback now, finally, and you have the capital to make a lot of moves. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see what they do for sure. Um, I still think that this is going to be like, I view the view the bears as like, the Lions two years ago, like really they have their quarterback. And I think that sets them maybe a stage or two ahead, but they're going to have to like really kind of blow this up. And this is going to be a two, three years down the line where they're competing. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm, we say all this, right. We talked about all the changes that are happening. There's a lot that's going to happen with the Packers as well. We obviously the quarterback is the biggest question mark right now. Packers are picking higher in the draft than they have in quite a while with their first round pick where they ended the season. You know, the coaching staff has stayed largely the same, but there's certain pieces on both sides of the ball that could look different. So for as much as we're talking about a lot of these rosters looking really good on paper, the Packers roster in some spots also still looks really good on paper. So, you know, I think that, you know, every every year there's a couple divisions that we talk about not knowing who's going to come out on top and that very much feels like it could be the nfc north i think all of these teams have the potential except you know maybe the bears like we said they might be a couple seasons away yet 
to make a push. You know, we could see this this NFC North being kind of like the NFC East, right? Where all teams going into the last quarter of the season are making playoff pushes to be wild card contenders. Definitely. Definitely. You want to talk about Super Bowl Super Bowl, I know. Yeah, it's Super Bowl weekend. Chiefs, Eagles. I feel like this is going to be a very good game. I know, I'm excited. I think there's they're very evenly matched because they both have strengths the other doesn't have. Um, I think that if the Chiefs didn't have – if it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, I'd actually be leaning Eagles. I think they're stronger in, like, a lot of more areas than – the Chiefs are, namely the their ability to get to the quarterback <laughs> and their weapons on offense. Um, I think Jalen Hurts might have the Chiefs linebackers like in a tizzy um, trying to figure out if he's going to run or if he's going to throw or if they're going to run Miles Sanders or if they're going to run Boston Scott. They just have so many options. But at the same time, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, even if his ankle is not 100%. And I just think he – and I don't want to make this comparison because I think people get like really up in arms about it, but he really does remind me of Aaron Rodgers in his prime where Rodgers just elevated the play of everyone around him and could go off script. It can make things happen, had that like mind meld connection with a bunch of different receivers. And that's what Patrick has with Travis Kelsey. And it just makes it a little bit unfair to defend them. So I think, yeah, I just think this is a very, very evenly matched game. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as far as like my heart, you know, is like rooting for the Eagles a little bit just because I think that it'd be I like seeing, you know, fresh teams, even though Eagles Chiefs, neither of them are very fresh. You know, we just had the Philly special a couple of years ago. The Chiefs have obviously been there multiple times, but I think Andy Reid kind of gives this team the nod like Nick Sirianni is a great right. head coach. He's very new. And I think like experience would would make me think that this game is going to come down to a one score game and whoever has the ball in their hands last it's, you know, it's probably going to come away with it. And I think the experience of guys like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, even without like a Tyree kill, MVS had a huge championship game, right? So I think the experience of those guys having been there could give them the edge, even though, like you said, that Eagles front is so dominant and so nasty that I think, you know, if anybody who starts running away with it, which I don't see happening, but I see it being a very close game, but I think this is one of those that you got to stay in and, you know, and kind of go, a punch for punch. Otherwise somebody could just run away with it really yeah. early. I really think that if the chiefs can't block up front, this game is going to get out of hand very quickly um, for them, especially with Patrick being like a little less mobile. Although I don't know, after two weeks of like rest and rehab, he could be a hundred percent fine. So we will see. I'm very excited for MVS. I, I will say that I think if the chiefs win, which I feel somewhat indifferent about. Mm -hmm. um, I'd be very excited for MVS to finally get the chance, A, to play in a Super Bowl, and B, to to get a ring. I'm rooting for him. And I also, it must piss him off so much when people call him Marquez. I'm still <laughs> hearing it all the time, that poor I'm, guy. I'm still hearing it Super Bowl week, and I'm like, yo, reporters, get the pronunciation right. It's Marquez. His teammates literally call him quez as a nickname get yep. it right yeah well you know at least you know when we come back next week we will be able to break down a super bowl we'll we'll find something else to talk about i'm sure at that point but wishing you all a very 
wonderful Super Bowl Sunday. Cherish it. It's our last game until, what, August? Until the mm-hmm. preseason starts. We'll have plenty of content, obviously, here to talk about things like the draft and free agency. We'll make it fun in the offseason, but enjoy football because we'll be without it for a while. Um, so I hope you eat a lot of good food and drink a lot of good drinks. Perry, I hope you have a wonderful birthday. Thank you. Um, and enjoy celebrating with your dad. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter for all those birthday wishes at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. Um, just thank you for always listening to the show. Make sure you download and subscribe everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. And yeah, we'll be back after the Super Bowl to talk about the winners of Super Bowl 57. Thank you for listening and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.